Hello everyone and welcome to this week's Running Tales podcast, where we attempt to tell the stories of ordinary people who've done extraordinary things in the worlds of running, race walking and wheelchair racing. I'm Craig Lewis and in this week's episode you can hear me speaking to Denny Craig. Denny is a qualified athletic trainer and running coach, as well as being an ultra runner himself. He also works to eliminate and prevent common injuries that plague runners. So listen out for some top tips on how to improve your running while staying injury free. However, I met Denny as we've got something in common. Yes, Denny is a running podcaster. His podcast, Diz Runs, revolves around the idea that every runner has a story and it's great to talk about them. Sound familiar? Well, yeah, but I can't really complain. Denny's already made more than a thousand episodes. He's well into his podcasting journey. You can listen to his pod at dizruns.com as soon as you finish this one, of course. When you do, be sure to listen to yesterday's episodes where you might just hear some familiar voices. Yes, Michelle and I took to the other side of the microphone to be quizzed by Denny about our running journeys. But back to this podcast and Denny's story. I started off by asking him if running was something he got into at school. Definitely not. I, I um, played a, a, a lot of sports uh, as a kid, you know, uh, um, soccer or football, depending on which side of the pond you're on, and then American football or football, depending on which side you're, of the pond you're on. Um, you know, basketball, baseball, like kind of I was I, you know, I grew up in a small town and pretty much whatever season the sport was in in session, like that was just kind of what I played all the way from, you know, five, six years old, all the way up into, into I guess, into about high school. Um, and, and never really enjoyed running. You know, running was always part of the sports and throw a ball out on the field and I'll chase it around all day. But when we had to do the, you know, the warm-up runs or the, the punishment runs or, or whatever it was, um, I definitely hated running. And I remember in, in high school, a couple of buddies of mine asked if I wanted to join the track team. Hey, you know, you want to go out for track? I said, no, what, what is the point of track? Like the worst part of every sport is the running. And now we're going to join a sport where all we do is running. So I was, I was very, um, not much of a runner as, as a kid ran a little bit in, in college just to try to, you know, stay in shape and, and something to do kind of still be a little bit active once in a while. Uh, but actually when I was in, in graduate school, um, I was, I was a certified athletic trainer or, or kind of sports physio, um, working with the track and cross country team at, at a kind of a mid-major university here in the States. And I would just be at the track every day for, three, four hours for practice, stretching and taping and rehabs and, and kind of whatever injury related issues that we were hopefully not having to deal with, but whatever, whatever the athletes had that they were dealing with. And towards the end of practice, they'd be kind of sitting around doing a little bit of stretching, whatever. And I was just, would be so bored that I was like, well, I'll just run a couple laps just to help pass the time. And then I started doing that. We'd go to away meets and I'd have these big gaps in between when my athletes were competing and I had nothing to do. So I'd go kind of run around the the college campuses or town or whatever it was. And that was, that was probably like 2007, 2008. And that was when it kind of started to click. I don't know that I was really like seriously a runner at that point, but at least I didn't hate it anymore. It was something that, that I did enjoy a little bit. Um, and then, you know, that kind of got me started. And then four or five years later, I guess is really when it, it hit full speed and haven't stopped since. 
I don't know if you find this with with people you speak to in in running community as well, but that that kind of story is so familiar with people who are into running now. Is that at school they 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 weren't into it. They might have played other sports, but really running was a, a very secondary thing that they kind of get into down the line. Yeah, every once in a while, there's somebody that started running and when they were you know ten and just haven't haven't ever stopped. But yeah, a lot of times it is folks that somewhere twenties or thirties they they stumbled their way in somehow and. And f- found that they enjoyed it, and sometimes found that they actually maybe have a little bit of of skill at it, and and some you know really can push themselves really far. But whether they're whether they're pushing for fast times or just out there for the community base or or you know a little bit of both, um, yeah, something about being an adult and finding running is is ticks the right box for a lot of people. Yeah. So so what was it what was it for you in the end that that got you into running? Because we're assuming that you uh, you do love running now. Yeah, I, I definitely do, and and I think that. At the beginning, it was it was like I said, it was just it was just something to kill the time, but but now it's a little bit more of it, and and maybe even you know probably in the 2012 2013, it was it was able to scratch that little bit of competitive itch, you know, like like I said, growing up playing team sports, like it's it's a lot harder to get you know 20 guys together to to go play you know whatever pickup game of of football or soccer or, or basketball or whatever. Um, but you know, you can, you can just put on your, your shoes and head out the door and, and go run. And also, you know, and, and again, to get that competitiveness towards it, it's like, not that I'm, I'm, I don't run hard all the time. I don't run hard very often at all. I'm very much of a heart rate training kind of guy, but to measure progress over time, to see that I'm able to be running faster at the same level of heart rate, to see race times line up over the course of years and, and hopefully see some progress there. Um, I think there's, there's that little bit of, of still want to be athlete in me. Um, as far as competitiveness and I'm not competing to win. I'm not at the front of the, the race. I'm not on the podium, but being able to compete with myself and push myself, um, and, and strive for some of those goals on, on, on an athletic front, uh, I think is, is really probably at the, at the root for me, that the biggest thing. So in, in terms of your, your own running, what, what sort of running have you done? Well, now, and also over the years, are you a, you're, you're a half marathon man, a marathon man. Do you, do you, do you love getting out and doing ultras? Yeah, like probably longer, longer ish, the better. I'm I'm not one of the super crazy ultra people. The the longest ultra I've done is is 45 miles. I've done a, a five or six 50 Ks, and then mostly, I guess mostly, probably about about 15, 15 or 20 marathons. So, um, I'll I'll dip my toes in the half marathon once in a while for sure, and and maybe a 10 K. Um, I really don't like the 5k. It's just too hard and too fast. And, and there's no, there's no time to kind of ease into it. You just got to be ready to go from the time the, the, the gun starts to, you know, to the time you cross the finish line. But yeah, probably, probably the marathon right now is, is my sweet spot, but I do kind of feel myself getting pulled a little bit more towards 50k and, and probably eventually 50 miles. And I don't know, I don't know how far that, that rabbit hole might lead for me. I don't have any desire to, to dip up into the hundred mile territory right now, but I do. I do have a little bit of an intrigue of maybe thinking about a hundred K, which, which, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have said no. Um, so who knows, who knows? We'll see what the next, you know, next year's hold. But right now kind of that marathon to, to 50 K to maybe 50 miles is kind of my, my zone. Yeah. I find it really fascinating with how, how some runners will, will, will kind of say that I know one or two ultra runners who've, who've, who've even passed over like the, the marathon distance and speaking to a chap called Simon Hollis last week, who, who's telling me how he's done like the, the marathon to solve, but he's never actually done a marathon. Uh, yeah. That's, that's crazy. And I, I, I not, maybe not intentionally, but I kind of did similar. Like I ran my first marathon before I'd ever run any race longer than a 10 K. So I kind of skipped over the half marathon and some of those intermediate uh, distances and I'd only run like one 10k. So I was, I, I d- had no idea what I was getting myself into woefully ill-prepared. Um, 
and and not not the way that I would I would encourage folks to do it. But if if you know what you're doing and you just never never run a marathon for one reason or another, but you've just jumped into ultras, that's that's okay if it's intentional. Mine was mine was completely accidental and and not uh, not to be emulated if possible. Yeah, well, actually, I, I remember someone telling me that their, their first ultra they did they set out to do. I think uh, oh, now I'm going to have to get this right, but they set out to do a half marathon or or some sort of uh, it must have been something longer than that. But uh, they 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 were running with somebody, got halfway around, and that person said it was a family member said, "I'm enjoying this so much running with you. Will you just do the second half?" And they ended up <laughs> ended up running an ultra. That's uh that that's not the the surprise that I would want. I don't think when I thought I was at the finish line and find out I'm just halfway through at that point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what they were they were kind of saying that uh, yeah, it was really funny to sort of find out that they had to do exactly the same same distance again after after getting that 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 far around it. With with ultras, is it is it the getting out in in nature? Is it the physical challenge to to yourself? What what makes you want to run an ultra? It it is the nature part a little bit. It's getting out on the trails and and like I I typically run mostly mostly roads in my my day to day. So kind of getting on the trail is is a different um different experience. It's just kind of a treat when I when I'm able to do it once in a while. Um and so so having you know four or five well probably not four uh probably five and a half six seven hours depending on on the terrain and and the distance and whatnot out there on the, on the trails is kind of nice. And I think, and this kind of goes against my, my competitive answer that I gave earlier, that it still is, is something that drives me, but the trail is just, it's just relaxing to me. Like an ultra, I guess is just relaxing in that, like, I'm not out there trying to run, you know, some blazing fast. I'm not out there trying to set course records. Um, I, I probably go into it. Most all the ultras I've gone into, like, with a plan to, you know, walk every five minutes or walk every mile or whatever it is. So like I'm, I'm run walking kind of from the start, usually um, maybe it's a little bit longer, maybe it's every 5k, but whatever it is, like there's usually a strategy, like I'm, I'm kind of pacing myself and it's more of kind of just exploring the longer ends of, of endurance and, and just being out there for that amount of time. So while I enjoy pushing myself for a road marathon, I kind of just enjoy the the relaxed nature and knowing that I'll be out there for six, seven hours and, you know, you roll into an aid station at an ultra and you, you know, you, you got sandwiches and you've got cookies and you've got crackers and like you got you got food to eat as opposed to rolling through it at, at a marathon or road marathon where it's like they hand you a gel and you're like what I, like i don't do gels so it's like ah, i don't really want that but like you know at, at the ultra you can always find something to to eat and, and and you know chat for a few minutes and then get on your way so i think it's the atmosphere of the ultras um that really pulls me into that distance and just because it's so different i mean it's it's running and you know if you're 50k it's not that much longer than a road marathon um, but it's, it's like two completely different sports. If you, if you kind of look at the atmosphere and, and what the, the setting it can be like. Definitely. I've, I've spoken to a few ultra runners. I've not, I've not done an ultra myself, but it's very much that obviously some people will run walking a marathon, but with, with most people it's get to an aid station and chuck some water over your head or whatever. And you, right. and you carry it on. It's a, and it's a very different thing in the ultra. And suddenly the, you're, you're, you're allowed and almost encouraged to, to, to walk parts of it so it becomes this like you say I, I love the idea of it being a completely different sport really yeah well and and you know to that point the, the 45 mile i ran was just a, about a year ago as we're recording this and there was one of the aid stations the guy that was working the aid station had brought his dog with him and so like we, it was it was like a five looped course so every time i went by i like i stopped like legitimately for like three or four minutes and played with the dog every time. <laughs> like I wouldn't do that on a road marathon. Like I'd be too worried about my time and like, I'm giving away five minutes a lap and that's, you know, that's you do the math and that's 20, 25 minutes, something like that. But like, I didn't care. Like I, I was playing with a dog in the woods. Like that's, that's, that's a good way to spend a day as far as I'm concerned. 
100% yeah yeah and and just going back to to the marathons you mentioned sort of marathons as your 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 distance at the moment and and you'd obviously you've obviously done quite a few uh, what what are you, kind of your favorite marathons that you've done and also just to give people an idea what sort of what sort of times are you are you clocking on the marathon yeah so i i i think my last marathon pr was was just before kind of everything shut down with COVID times. Um, and I just gotten under four hours for the first time, like three fifty eight, something like that. So, so decent, but certainly not, again, I'm not out at the front of the pack. I'm, I'm kind of solid mid packer typically. And I have a goal, I guess, I guess, I don't guess I do have a goal of running a marathon in every state here in the U S so I haven't revisited a lot of marathons. Um, I've, I've tried to bounce it as much as I can. Cause travel is, is obviously a, a big part of that piece of that puzzle as well. But um, you know, so I've run, run some races in, in I think 11 States now. So I'm, I'm still in the early, early ish stages, but you know, a decent chunk of the way, about 20% of the way through. Um, but the race that I, I have run the most is the, the Walt Disney world marathon. We, we actually just moved, but we used to live 30 miles, 40 miles from, from Walt Disney world. So it was, it was a nice, and I was, I've always been a Disney fan. So it was, it was a nice race to, it was local. It was fun. So I've run that one probably five or six times, um, and just, you know, I used to try to race it. And the last time I ran it, I was, uh, I, I just ran to every place where they had characters. Cause if you don't, you're not familiar with it, they have you know multiple spots where Disney characters are dressed up and they're out on the courses and you run through the parks and things like that. So I would just run from one, from the starting line to the first character and take my picture with, with whoever it was or with Mickey mouse and then run to the next one and get my picture with Minnie mouse and, and just continue along for, for, you know, there's probably 30 stops over the course of, of the 26 miles. And, um, that was just a fun fun race but that's that's the race i've done the most i'm picking up a, a theme here of, uh, of running to aid stations and and spending time with either real or or otherwise animals yeah you can i guess you can tell that like that was that was you know this last marathon that i did at disney a couple of years ago which actually that was 2020 so it was right before the pandemic really got going um i was well enough into my ultra running career at that point that like <laughs> the idea of just stopping and starting and stopping and starting wasn't foreign to me like it was the first couple of times i ran disney where it was just head down you know just just barreling through uh, because it was a race and I had to run as fast as I could. And and now it was like, it was a race, but that was a fun race. So we'll stop and have a good time. And, and I know the other part of, of what you do with running is uh, carrying on that, that well, A, carrying on that kind of helping people with injuries and so on. And, and, and B, you're, you're, a, you're a coach, aren't you? What's it like to help other people through their, through their running journeys? Oh man, that's, that's the best. That's the best. It's, it's, you know, I, I, like it's kind of hard to put into words or maybe it may not hard to put into words, but it doesn't always make sense. But like, I get more excited about one of the people I'm coaching hitting their goals than I do about myself. You know, like, like at this point, yeah, I still have goals. I want to qualify for the Boston marathon and I still have a long way to go to get there. I, I, I kind of joke, but it's also serious. I need to get older and faster, you know, and kind of eventually yeah. like I'll get to that point when I'm, when I'm 45, maybe when I'm 50, that, that maybe I, I can get into that, that right range of, of qualifying. But, you know, I go out and have a good race. Like, that's great. But one of my, one of the folks I'm coaching goes out and has a good race. And like, I'm, I'm so excited. You know, I, I, I'll be, you know, on a, on a busy race, race week and I'll have three or four or five, six people that I'm tracking on my phone at the different races that they're running across the, the country. And, um, you know, just tracking, tracking their, their, their splits and, and what they're, you know, depending on, on what the, the race has available of, of tracking athletes. So I'm paying attention or getting text messages or, or whatever it is. And just, you know, I'll be, be, uh, eating, eating lunch with my family. And all of a sudden, like, yeah, and my, what's, <laughs> Oh, you must have somebody racing today. It's like, yep. Just got the, just got the alert that we, you know, we hit the mark or, or had a good day or whatever. Um, so I love it. I love it. And, you know, I, I don't know that I would have ever be, been able to, to plan or, or thought, you know, I, I guess I've been doing this for 
six, seven years now, but you know, 10, 15 years ago that this would be my, my, my job, but I kind of stumbled into it and it's kind of become, become something that, uh, I really, really enjoy and, and glad that, you know, the, the twists and turns of life brought me this way. And I guess this is going to be a fairly broad question because it probably depends on uh, what you're coaching somebody to, uh, what length or what kind of event you're coaching somebody to do. But but do you have some top tips for people who are who are looking to uh, either get into running or further their running career? And, and also, I guess I'm really interested in the sort of injury avoidance thing because I know that's something that you're really expert at. Yeah, yeah. Well, my my biggest tip, and this wasn't something that I that I've always held. I mean, it's it's been for a while now, it's been probably six, six years that I've really been onto this, this train, but, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that I'm, I'm into heart rate training and I don't require, I don't force anybody to do heart rate training, but I definitely, um, am pretty stickler on keeping your easy runs easy. And I know for years that I was, you know, I would go out there and every run, maybe I wasn't trying to push as hard as possible, but I was, you know, I wanted to be out of breath and I wanted to be panting. I wanted to feel like I was really working hard. And the more I've, I've learned and studied on, just kind of the physiology and the science and, and kind of building the aerobic system, which, you know, if you're, if you're running really anything longer than maybe 400 meters, but certainly anything longer than 800 meters. And, and the folks that I'm coaching with are running half marathons and marathons. So we're talking, you know, hours, a couple hours, at least typically out there, you know, that's, that's aerobic building your aerobic system is huge. And so, um, I'm always kind of needling folks to, to slow down a little bit, run easier. Don't worry about, the pace on Strava today. And, and is it, is it faster than everybody else? Or did you get a new, a new PR on, on this segment or whatever? Like we're, we're, we're trying to build fitness. Yes. For the next race, but also for next year and three years from now and five years from now. And that, that progression in my mind is all about slow and steady building, building the, the aerobic system again. So, so running easier is kind of my top tip. Like if, if you're out there, you know, and there's a time and a place to go hard. I don't want to try to say that I'm not saying run track workouts or tempo runs or pace runs or things like there's absolutely time and a place for those types of things. But if the bulk of your training is kind of feels relatively easy, kind of in that, that feel like you could kind of go all day. You can ha- certainly have a conversation type of, of pace. That's, that's probably doing as much for your, your fitness and your growth towards your, your training goals as anything. And also, Oh, by the way, that also helps to to reduce the injury risk. It's, it's not, you know, guaranteed that you won't ever get injured if you're running easy and, and a little bit slower, but you know, you're pushing hard, you're pushing the pace, you're, you're putting more stress and wear and tear on your body. Um, and especially if you're doing that all the time with every run, then it impacts your recovery It impacts your performance. And, and it also definitely increases your risk of being injured if you're always going hard. So, you know, it's not a silver bullet by any stretch and it's not always fun because again, it's like you're running, you're running slower. It doesn't maybe look as flashy on social media and whatnot, but for long-term growth and long-term success and long-term, hopefully staying healthy in our sport. I think that that running easy most of the time or, or easier most of the time um, is maybe the most important thing that, that you can do. And, and it's, it's changed my running uh, definitely. Uh, and it's, it's the folks I've been working with for years that have really bought into it, like light years from where we, we started. Um, but it's, it's slow. It's, it's, in, you're not going to not going to notice it in a week. You're not going to notice the, the difference it makes in a month. But if you start looking back a year, two years, and it's like, wow, how did I, how did I, go from X to Y. And it's just, it's just a little bit every day, slow and steady. Uh, I think that's absolutely fascinating. And I kind of wish somebody had told me that four or five years ago, because I think I kind of discovered that myself by accident, almost. Uh, I, I used to go out, like you said, every run would be, I wasn't doing huge distances, but I'd go out and blast it, 5k, 10k, maybe a bit longer sometimes. And after 
two three months i was always picking up little injuries sore ankles sore knees that sort of thing nothing nothing major but it was just niggles all the time uh, and it wasn't until I, I i kind of set myself a goal to run a thousand miles over the over a year and i thought oh do you know if i'm going to do that i cannot keep getting these injuries and i just slowed right down and i, I didn't pick up a single injury over the the entire year and, and managed to do the whole sort of goal by by october and it was yeah. it was that slowing down it made such a such a huge difference yeah, I feel like once people, once runners have really wrapped their head around it and, and experienced it, seen the difference of how they feel after several months of of running running easier, how that how they feel and and oh by the way, the performance is still there. Cause sometimes they'll get people that push back and say, Well, if I if I'm not training hard, like how am I gonna run faster on on race day? And it's like, all right, well, you know, let's 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 do it for a couple of months and then let's go go have a have a race or have a, a, a you know a, a certain type of workout that that you you really enjoy doing. And maybe you won't be significantly faster in just a couple months, but you won't have slowed down. You won't have lost. You're like, like, oh, I'm going to lose all this. No, it's still there. I, it's still there. See? And they're like, oh, yeah, it really is still there. And then they, they lean into it even more. And then, and then again, eventually, you know, six months, eight months, they start to really see that. Again, I say they really start to see the progress. It's still slow and gradual, but it's, there's progress. And they're, feel, they're feeling better, and there's progress. Um, and they've been avoiding the niggles and avoiding the injuries, hopefully. And that's when the light bulb really goes on. And it's like, all right, this is something that, that maybe, you know, for some of these bigger goals I have that, that are going to take two, three, four years to accomplish. If I can be healthy and keep chipping away at them, that makes it a lot easier or a lot more likely to be successful than if I'm pushing hard, injured and regress and then push and then injured and regress. And it's hard to make a lot of progress that way over the course of years, in my experience, at least. And how important uh, are things like rest days and recovering properly? And I suppose also eating the right things to that training regime. Oh, I mean, it's, it's massively important. It's, and, and, and I say that as a guy who will raise his hand and say that I don't always do everything that I probably should in terms of supplementing the running. I, I kind of joke about calling them the little things, you know, as far as taking care of your nutrition and taking care of sleep and rest and recovery and all those types of things. But I don't know that they're that little, you know, like, like, I don't know what the exact percentage is, but, um, I kind of say it's equal parts taking care of those side of the, that side of the coin and your training, if you, you're putting all the miles in, um, and you know, runners, some of us we're we're notorious for, you know, burning the candle at both ends. Like, you know, I got to get my, my training in for my race. So I get up silly early in the morning, but then don't necessarily go to bed, you know, at a, at a relatively decent hour at night. So you're sacrificing sleep to get your training in because we feel like we need the training and, and in certain aspects, of course, we do need to get those miles in, but if you're not giving your body the recovery time, you're not giving the body the rest it needs whether it's rest days. And I am a fan of, of at least one rest day, um, per week for, for most folks. Uh, maybe there's a time and a place for, for a short season to kind of go almost seven days a week. But I think, I think for me, at least mentally, as much as physically, I need that day off. I just need that day where like, Hey, like I can sleep in a little bit and not feel bad about it. You know, I, I, I don't have to rush out the door. I can just kind of relax. And, and usually for me, it's Sunday mornings, but it's, it, it varies a little bit from time to time. But I just think that, that having that little refresher day, you know, Monday always feels better because I had Sunday off, like as far as just getting out the door and going for my, my run on Monday morning. And I I've tried the, the, the seven days a week thing a few times and, and usually, you know, a week or two, it's fine. But for me, I start getting into that month, month and a half and it's just, I just need a day. So, so yeah, but all that to say back to your question, I think, I think taking care of our bodies outside of just the running outside of just running easy is, is vitally important. And, and not even just for the running, although it helps there, but just for good health. Like you want to be a good, healthy human for whatever you got going on for your family, for your kids, for work, for, for whatever other obligations you have outside of the sport. And so, you know, not being broken down, not being 
tired all the time, not falling asleep when you're not supposed to be like all those things, you know, being healthy kind of helps with being a good runner and, and, and vice versa. So, you know, get, get to bed, get some sleep, get on the foam roller once in a while, maybe do some yoga or some stretching or, or, you know, not that you have to do any one thing, but just doing some of those other things to take care of yourself will probably be, probably be helpful for you. Yeah, definitely. And, and actually listening to you talking there a little bit about, about sleep, it reminds me of, um, uh, listening to, to to one of your podcasts recently because we're going to get on to to, to to podcasting now. I remember you talking about sleep as one of the things that that you perhaps weren't doing so well on y- yourself at the moment. But yeah, in terms of podcasting, what what made you sort of go, okay, I'm loving running, I'm loving working with people. I, I want to start talking to people about this and telling everyone about it as well. And that that actually kind of started before. Not actually, it definitely started before the coaching. I I was kind of getting into working for myself as a, as a personal trainer um, and, and working with folks from not, not specific to running, but just kind of health and fitness type of work back in, in like 20, 2012, 2013. And uh, a friend of mine who I met at a kind of business entrepreneur networking type of thing in town said, Hey, have you ever heard a podcast? Like, I think you might like, like listening to podcasts, a great way to learn stuff. Um, and that, you know, like it's like 2012. Um, and I had listened to podcasts before, but they were typically like comedy stuff or, you know, kind of morning radio, talk show, radio type of thing. And this was in like 2005, 2006. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've heard a podcast, but that's not, he's like, no, 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 check it out. So I, you know, got into iTunes and, and realized that, yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot, felt like a lot then, probably not so much as, as compared to now, um, but a lot of like entrepreneur and business and, and kind of, of that type of thing. So I started just diving in, learning. Um, and just listening to consuming, consuming content, trying to learn as I was kind of getting my feet wet as a business owner. And then I was just kind of like, Hey, you know, like this is, this is interesting. Like maybe this could be something that could help me to grow my business as well. So I I launched a a podcast in 2014, um, about just kind of health and fitness tips and and tricks and things like that. And, you know, long story short, I ended up deciding that I was going to try to do this running podcast as well. Cause I was, I was into running at that point, but I wasn't doing any work as a running coach or anything, anything focused on that. So I had a blog. It's like, oh, I've got a blog. I can use that as, as kind of the, the platform for, for the podcast. Um, so on, on July 1st, the, the first episode of, of my pod of my running podcast, which is now my only podcast went live at that point, I was trying to do both of them, um, kept it up for about a month. And I was like, yeah, I'm having too much fun talking to runners. So I'll just do that one. And after about a year or so, maybe not quite that long, but after about a year is when I started saying, well, maybe I could do this coaching thing. Cause I had people reaching out and asking, Hey, do you, do you coach? Like, it, it sounds like you really enjoy this stuff. Clearly you, you know, it. at least I guess they thought I knew a little bit about what I was talking about. So I kind of, you know, said, no, no, I, I don't really know. And then after, you know, the fourth or fifth or sixth person asked if, if I coached, um, I said, well, let me, let me look into what is, what does that look like? And I ended up not going the route of getting the traditional certifications because of all of my, my schooling. Uh, you know, four years of, of undergraduate work and two years of grad school were all in exercise science and, and physiology and, and kind of looked at what it would take to get one of the, the more common certifications here in the U.S. And it was like a weekend course of everything that I've covered over six years of, of you know, college and, and postgraduate work. So I said, well, I think I, I think I'm OK there. I think I've got enough uh, enough overlap that I'm probably going to be OK. Uh, so I just said, you know, the next person that asked, I said, yeah, I, I, I do. I I'm just getting started in. I was very ob- honest, you know, I'm just, just kind of trying to figure things out. So if, if you want to take a chance on me, I'd, I'd love to to work with you. And that kind of grew over the course of a couple of years to where that could become my, my full-time, full-time job. And, and now I guess I'm at five years of, of full-time coaching that all started because of the podcast. 
So it was it was kind of happy coincidence how that worked together. Yeah. So so give us a give everyone a um a flavor of what the podcast is, what's what it's called. Give it a bit of a bit of a plug for people. Oh well, thank you. I'm happy to do that. So it's 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 currently called uh, Diz Runs Radio. It's like the second or third iteration of the title over the course of the last eight years. We we started in like I said July of 2014, and we're still going strong. And and it's a lot of it's very similar to to this. Quite frankly, it's it's you know talking to folks once every Monday is an interview episode with somebody, um, and just kind of sharing their story and kind of you know how they got into running, what their goals are, races they've run, like whatever. Just kind of uh, the idea is that it's it's modeled after the type of conversation you'd have with somebody if you're out on a, on a run together. So over the course of an hour or two, not that the, po- the podcast is usually about an hour, but you know, if you're talking to somebody for a couple hours on a run, like it's kind of, you start off with running usually, and then sometimes you get into life and who knows where, you know, sometimes it's family stuff and works like who knows, but it's just kind of a conversation that goes where it goes. And that's kind of how I, I try to, to do with the, the interviews. And then um, Friday, so I do two episodes a week. Mondays are, are the interviews and Fridays I I call them a quick tip, although it's kind of become a joke because they they starting to sometimes be 25, 30 minutes instead of the original plan was like 10 or 15 minutes, but some type of coaching tip, some type of of something that maybe it's something that I've struggled with and learned, or maybe it's something that one of the athletes I coach has been working with or struggling with. And so I kind of share that lesson um, out to the masses, but it's it's some type of hopefully useful bit of of knowledge or insight or information that can help uh, help folks as they, they progress in their running journey. So this runs radio. It's, it's a thousand and something episodes now. And, you know, eventually I'm sure I'll stop, but right now, no plans in slowing down anytime soon. So, uh, if you need a little more, a little more running conversation in your life, check it out. And, and we got Craig coming up on the show. Maybe, maybe already, maybe not. I don't, we're going to kind of coordinate that, but, uh, we're going to turn the tables and, and he's having me on, on running tails and I'm gonna have him on Diz runs radio here, uh, right about the same time. So it'll be fun. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm really looking forward to doing kind of the other side of this conversation as well. And, and hopefully getting Michelle, my wife, who does the podcast yeah. with me, because her story is much more interesting than mine. But <laughs> between us, we'll, uh, uh, we'll we'll give you something interesting. Uh, I, I know one of the things that I find doing this, and, and I can't believe you've done a thousand episodes. That's unbelievable. But <laughs> we find doing this, it's, it's the stories behind people. It's not just necessarily the running. So we spoke to people with uh, around mental health issues, say um, people who've had got into running because they've 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 lost a child or or, or lost a, a even a baby which is incredibly sad but the difference that running makes to them is uh amazing we've had people recovering from illness or alcoholism and i know i listened to one of your episodes recently where you were speaking to a lady who who was an amazing runner but also um you spoke a lot about eating disorders I mean, is that something you find as a, a big part of what you what you talk about yeah i mean it's 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 Obviously, it's not every every episode doesn't always go into into those types of topics, but sometimes we we absolutely do. Um, and and I think that's that's kind of to me that's the life side of you know like my tagline of the show is running life and everything in between. And and sometimes sometimes you you stay more focused on the running and the conversation, but sometimes we really do dive into some of the struggles. And you know, I mean, it's it's I don't want to make it too much of a cliche, but like we all we all have something. You know, we all have something that we struggle with. Sometimes it's it seems. Like it's less of a big deal. Sometimes it seems like it's more of a big deal or a bigger thing. Or sometimes somebody else is struggling. Like God, I couldn't imagine being in that person's shoes. But we all have those things, and and I think that you know for for whatever reason, maybe it is because we as runners, like I said, you know, when you're running with somebody, and you're spending a couple hours together. Like like it's it, it, it just ha- I don't know why, but it just tends to you, you get real, you get honest with each other pretty pretty quickly, um, and that's tended to happen somewhat regularly on the, on the show. And yeah, I mean, similar to, similar to you, I think I've, you know, talked to folks with, with various stages of battling addictions or, or have made it through addictions or losses and, 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 you know, the whole, the whole gamut of, of 
struggles that people have had um, and people still have. And, and I think that somewhere in there, the, the conversation, hopefully it's helpful for the person that's sharing to kind of, you know, continue to work through and process. Um, but I, hopefully maybe it's also helpful for folks that are listening to, to also further, further realize that, that I'm not alone and that the struggles I have, that that's not great, but like, it's okay. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that struggles with something and maybe running can somehow help, help me to continue to work through and, and continue to, to, um, you know, just, just live as, as full of a life as I can. Um, even though my struggles that I have, and, and again, I mean, we all have them to varying degrees. So I think it, it kind of helps, hopefully it helps at least to, to balance or, or at least to, to humanize everybody. It's not just, you know, not just everybody is life is perfect. Cause that's what I see on, on social media, but you, know, you get talking and it's like, Oh yeah. Like everybody's got some struggles too. Yeah, def- definitely. I certainly find that. Um, and I think it's really interesting to be able to talk through things on a, on a wider thing, I suppose. But why do you think this, this thing we all, this thing in running that we all, we all, so many of us hated at school and didn't want to do ends up being such a, um, such a fantastic thing that makes such a huge difference to so many people's lives, sometimes on a, a huge level. Yeah. I, I don't know if, I mean, I'm an introvert, like a massive introvert, but put me around a, pe- a bunch of people running and like, like I'm, I'm cool. I'm right at home. And so I don't know if it's something with the, the, just the community, you know, like the people needing, needing other people being social creatures, even though I don't feel like I'm very social in most environments, again, you know, put me in, put me with, with a bunch of runners and, or talking to runners one-on-one or whatever, and I'm good to go. So I think there's a little bit of that community aspect that comes back. And, and again, maybe, you know, to a certain extent, like, like myself, you know, played team sports as a kid and I'm not playing team sports as an adult and running isn't necessarily a team sport, but it's, it could be an individual sport with other people. So you kind of get that, that little bit of, of teamwork. You know, if you're, if you're doing a long run with, with a, with a friend or two, you know, I, I have had many long runs where I wasn't feeling great, but my running partner was, was going right along. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. And then there's been several runs where I was feeling pretty good and she was struggling. And so like, like I was able to help her go. So there's a little bit of that teamwork that goes along with that, the, the camaraderie. And of course there's the, the, the endorphins, you know, there's, there's just the, the way you feel after a run. Um, you know, there's been many mornings. I don't necessarily want to go for a run, but I know I'm going to be happy after I finish. So like, like, you know, there's, there's some of that, that it it kind of rewards itself or it's self-fulfilling of like, if I go and get it done, I'm going to feel better because of it. And the rest of my day is going to be better because of it. And so I don't know if that necessarily answers the question. I don't know. I don't know why, why we all find our way into it and, and, and stick with it. And it becomes a, a somewhat of an obsession. Um, and maybe it's multiple angles to get there, but once, once I feel like once running gets its, its hold of you, once it, once it's got its grasp on you, not too many people are looking to, to escape. You know, we, we, we found a good place to be and, and let's just hang out there for as long as we can. Fantastic. Uh, no, I think that's a, uh, that's a good way to sum it up actually. And, and probably a good, uh, a good time to finish today's conversation. Denny, thank you so much for, uh, for coming on running tales. I really appreciate it. Oh, Craig, it was a pleasure. Thanks for, for letting, let me in, enjoy a little bit of time with you. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today on the Running Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed Denny's story. I'd absolutely encourage you to go over and listen to his podcast, Diz Runs. It's at dizruns.com. If you enjoy the fantastic stories of individual runners and some top tips as well about how to get into running, it's really a great place to go and listen to those stories. 
If you like what we do, please follow us on Facebook. Our page is called Running Tales or on Twitter at Running Tales Pod. We'd also really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple and Spotify, anywhere else. Those reviews make more people find the podcast and listen to the wonderful stories of the people we have on there. That's all for this week and we look forward to seeing you on next week's Running Tales podcast.